As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You're not going to hire a mentor and then poof, every single problem you've had is going to be solved without effort on your end. So yes, they're going to offer you expertise. They're going to be an ally. They're going to have connections. But at the end of the day, you are still going to be required to take action. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner, They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template 
should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, passive listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, we offer free resources. These are free PowerPoint presentation templates, free PDF how-to guides, free Excel calculator templates, some sort of resource, some sort of document for you to download for free. All of these free documents, as well as past syndication school series episodes, can be found at syndicationschool.com. In this episode, I want to revisit a topic we've talked about before, but it's always good, I think, to bring up topics that we haven't talked about for many years just in case people did not listen to the episode, but also to expand, to elaborate, to look at it through a, a new lens. Because everyone that's listening to this is growing. I'm growing as well. So it's always great to revisit old topics to see if there's extra information, extra value that we can add. So I wanted to talk about mentorship today. And what triggered this was a great article that someone on the Ashcroft team, Travis Watts, wrote. So it's on our blog right now. It's called Turn a Decade into a Year. How to Knowledge Hack. So his hack was to consider having a mentor. So in this article, he goes over a few examples of, of people who are super successful and have mentors. He also says to refer to them as a coach as well. Just in case you have a negative connotation for a mentor. Think of it more like a coach, like when you're playing basketball Sure, the head coach is maybe a mentor, but the purpose of the basketball coach is he's way older than you. He has way more experience in basketball than you. So he's trying to teach you what he knows, his knowledge, to help you become a better player. So I think this analogy of a basketball coach is good to be applied to business and real estate. Look at a mentor as a coach instead and realize that they are there to literally teach you what they know, what they've done, and the successes that they've had. But anyway, so he goes over a quick story of himself and basically says that at the beginning of his real estate investing career, he was an active investor who's doing single family homes and he did not have a mentor at the time. And eventually after trial and error of seven years, he realized that there was other people out there who were doing the same thing he was doing, but a lot more efficiently. They had a lot more connections that he had. They were finding better deals. They had a broader range of skill sets and ultimately they were more profitable than he was. 
So he did some soul searching, some self-reflection, and took a long, hard look in the mirror and asked himself, was active investing really the best use of his time and his skills? And so because of this, he made a decision to start partnering up with firms who had much better skill sets than he did, had a much better track record, much better connections, and much better efficiencies, and essentially piggyback off of their success by, in this case, becoming a limited partner. So he transitioned from doing active investing to doing passive investing because it fit better with his skill set, with what he wanted to do. He said, after dedicating some time to networking, reading, listening to podcasts, watching how-to videos, and seeking mentors, I inevitably became a full-time passive investor in real estate. I left the active single-family strategy behind because I was tired and burned out from trying to do it all myself, trying to make the right calls and know all the ends and outs. In addition, the hands-on approach was taking too much time away from things I loved doing. I had far less spare time because my real estate projects were consuming more and more of my availability. 2015 was the beginning of an entirely new education process that has been life-changing to say the least. And so his major takeaway was that mentors can come in many forms. The best advice I ever received was to seek out a mentor or coach who is doing what you want to do and is successful at doing it because success leaves clues. So in his case, rather than finding someone who was good at single family homes, he first asked himself, should he even be doing this in the first place? And once he decided the answer was no, rather than trying to passively invest on his own, he partnered with people who knew what they were doing already, partnered with syndication businesses that knew what they were doing and passively invested with them. So they, in a sense, were not really his mentor or his coach, but they were the people that he piggybacked off of to launch his business forward. So that's what you can do when you're an apartment syndicator to launch your business forward, to piggyback off someone else's success is to find a mentor. So Travis inspired me to go back and review our post. We did a syndication school episode on this before about how to hire a mentor. So now that Travis tells you why you need a mentor, how it can help you turn a decade into a year, how to knowledge hack is by finding someone who's doing what you're doing. Let's talk about how to actually find a mentor. So before we decide to find a mentor, and Travis kind of did this as well, he sat back and asked himself, okay, what is it that I actually want to do? And he defined specifically what he wanted out of a mentor. He knew exactly what he wanted out of a mentor. So that's what you need to do to hire mentors, know exactly what you want. But before that, it's important to understand what expectations to have for a mentor and then what expectations you shouldn't have of a mentor if you really want to set yourself up for a success. So Travis kind of already went over what you want to get out of a mentor, but the expectations are key here because coaches can be expensive. You're going to spend a lot of time searching them out. So to make sure that you're in the right mindset before you reach out to a mentor so you're not wasting their time and you're not wasting your time spinning your wheels for multiple years and to make sure you're actually finding and identifying the right mentor. That's probably the most important is making sure that you have the right expectations that you're finding the right mentor. So those four things that you should expect that you are going to get out of a good mentor or a good coach. And the number one is going to be expertise on how to do what you're wanting to do. The key word there being how, which we'll go into in the next tip. So the mentor shouldn't just be and have experience in the same field that you're pursuing, but they should be active in it as well. So if you're an apartment syndicator or an aspiring apartment syndicator, when you're seeking out a mentor, obviously you want to seek out someone who is an apartment syndicator, but you also want to make sure that that person is actually actively still doing apartment syndications. 
So the best mentor would be someone who is actively doing apartment syndications and has way more deals, way more dollars under management. So the next best thing would be someone who has done apartment syndications in the past, but is retired. But again, someone who's actively doing it is going to be completely up to date on what works, what doesn't work in apartment syndications, right? Someone who did apartment syndications, I don't think they even existed decades ago, but someone who did apartment syndications 10 years ago or five years ago, those strategies may not work in today's market. Things change so quickly these days. So you want someone who's actively doing it and you want someone who's obviously way more successful than you are. So not someone who's done only a handful of deals. Um, So that's the ideal situation. Obviously, if you have to find someone who is not as successful right now, not a a billion-dollar syndicator because you can't afford it, a mentor is better than no mentor. But this is the ideal situation we're talking about here. So number two is that you should expect a coach or a mentor to provide you with a do-it-yourself system for how to replicate their success. Remember in number one, they need expertise in how to do what you're wanting to do. The how there is key. And the do-it-yourself system is key, right? So you should have a system of processes that they follow themselves, and then they should hand those off to you, and then you use those processes to replicate their success. But you are the one that's doing everything. They're not doing it. They're just giving you the blueprint that allows you to navigate this industry without taking any wrong turns or falling into any booby traps. But you actually have to go out there and do it yourself. And I'll elaborate on that one a little bit more in the next section about what you shouldn't expect. So thirdly, and what's probably the most important, is that a mentor or a coach should be an ally that you can call upon to talk to about yourself and to work out any problem you are facing, whether it be real estate or personal. So really the only way this is going to work is if you pay them. So if you are paying this person, then you're not going to feel guilty or selfish about only talking about yourself and not asking them any questions. In typical social interactions, I talk and then you talk. And then I talk and then you talk. Maybe on one day I talk about a problem I'm going on. And the next day you talk about problems you get going on in your life, right? It's, it's, it's reciprocal. But in this case, since you're paying them, you don't have to follow normal social conventions. You can be selfish. You don't even need to be interesting, right? You can talk about whatever you want to, whatever you need to in that moment. So that's something you should expect out of a mentor and that a mentor or a coach should be willing to offer to you. So now I was interviewing someone last week. This, this podcast won't come out for a long time. I can't even remember what her name was. But she's a coach, and she was saying that most people she talks to that have things holding them back, those obstacles aren't a lack of real estate knowledge or a lack of deals or a lack of raising money. It's typically some sort of personal problem they're going through, some sort of mindset block, right? Maybe they've got family issues or other personal problems. Maybe they've got certain mindset blocks. And so being able to talk through personal problems you've got going on in your life being able to uncover certain mindset blocks that you have is important with a mentor. So you want to find someone that you can talk to about more things than just, hey, how do I find more deals? Because maybe you have some sort of block or maybe you've got a personal issue that's taking up a lot of time that's not allowing you to spend the time you need to actually follow the steps for finding more deals. So number three, this should be someone you can talk to about anything. And then the fourth thing you should expect, and Travis talked about this in his blog post, is networking relationships and connections. So this is another reason why it's important that your mentor is active because if they're still doing apartment syndications, if they have a billion dollar portfolio or a hundred million dollar portfolio, or even a $50 million portfolio, they know property management companies. They know brokers, they know contractors, they know mortgage brokers, 
they know all the movers and shakers in that industry. So they should be able to connect you with people who are relevant to your business, even if they're not in your same market, right? Because we kind of live in a national and even a, from a real estate perspective, it's very national now. You know, people invest everywhere. A lot of these brokerages, all these property management companies are all over the country. So just because your mentor is across the country from you, doesn't mean that they don't know someone who knows someone that could help you in your market. Or at the very least, they, again, always fall back on that do-it-yourself blueprint for how to find the right people in your market based on how they found the people they know in their market. So those are four things that you should expect that you want out of a mentor. Number one is expertise on what you're wanting to do, which includes being active. Number two is providing you with a blueprint, a do-it-yourself system to replicate their success. Number three is someone you can call upon to talk about whatever you want without having to be interesting, feel guilty, or not want to be selfish. And number four is you should expect a lot of relationships and connections. Now, on the flip side, what shouldn't you expect? And obviously, you could just say, well, the exact opposite of those four things. But there's two things in addition to the opposite of those four things. So someone who's not an expert, someone who doesn't give you a blueprint, someone who doesn't let you talk to them about whatever you want, and someone who doesn't have any connections, right? Obviously, those are things that you don't want out of a mentor. But there's two other things that you don't want out of a mentor and that you shouldn't expect out of a mentor. Number one is a knight in shining armor. The mentor is not going to be your savior. You're not going to hire a mentor and then poof, every single problem you've had is going to be solved without effort on your end. So yes, they're going to offer you expertise. They're going to be an ally. They're going to have connections. But at the end of the day, you are still going to be required to take action. So they're not going to do anything for you. They're not going to actually go out there and find you deals. They're not going to find you money. If they do, then our recommendation would be to run. I'll go more in detail on why. And the second thing you shouldn't expect, but they're not going to do everything for you. Instead, they're going to give you the tools that you need in order to become your own saver, quite frankly. So the second thing that you do not want to expect is a done-for-you program. So if a mentor does offer you some sort of done-for-you program, you pay them and you basically sit back and they do everything for you, you want to run. If a mentor or coach ever promises you something that doesn't require any work or effort on your part and just money, then it's most likely going to be a scam. And even if it's not a scam, you're not going to learn anything. So you're going to be reliant on that person for the rest of your life. And you're not going to be able to build a foundation of knowledge that's required to sustain a business. Even if you are able to attain a high level of success using one of these programs, it's going to be really unstable. Once you lose that program, once that mentor stops mentoring people, stops coaching people, then what are you going to do, right? You've got this $10 million portfolio that you've done nothing to create, and then you lose your mentor. What's going to happen? What's going to happen when you can't get your mentor on the phone and some issue goes wrong, right? He goes on a week vacation and you, your entire business collapse, right? So any sort of done-for-you program is too risky from a scam perspective, even if for some reason it's not a scam, is too risky in a sustainable perspective. So those are the two things that you do not want out of a mentor. Number one, a knight in shining armor, and two, a done-for-you program. So now that you know what to expect, what to not expect, what you want and don't want out of a mentor, when do you hire a mentor? And I kind of briefly talked about this in the beginning of, of the episode, or I guess after I talked about Travis's blog post. And Travis also mentioned this in his blog post. You can hire a mentor once you know why you want to hire a mentor in the first place. You have a specific outcome that you want to achieve by hiring that mentor. So 
Is it immediate access to expert advice about apartment syndications? Is it you want a system, a blueprint for reaching whatever your financial goal happens to be? Do you need an unbiased person to selfishly speak with? Do you need connections in your industry? What is your exact outcome for finding a mentor? And then once you have your outcome, you can go out there and actually find the right mentor, the person who can actually help you accomplish that, right? So if you don't care about speaking to someone unbiasedly and selfishly, you don't need to find a mentor who's like a Tony Robinson certified life coach, right? Because you don't care about that stuff. You don't need that. But if you do want that mindset help, then you're not going to want to find someone who just does apartment syndication and that's it. And then lastly, how do you actually find a mentor? At the end of the day, the really only effective way to find a mentor is word of mouth referrals. So find someone else who's a little bit more successful than you in apartment syndications. This is syndication school, but obviously you can apply this to anything. Find someone who's a little bit more successful than you in whatever niche that you're in. And then ask them who their mentor is. And then go and fire that someone. If you don't know someone with a mentor, or if you don't know where to get a referral, then you're probably not ready to hire a mentor, right? You need to get out there and meet more people and start meeting other apartment investors. So that concludes this episode. This is information we've talked about before, but I wanted to kind of revisit it for those who hadn't heard it before and to elaborate a little bit more on the mentorship question, especially based off of the blog post that Travis Watts posted recently. So again, his blog post is turn a decade into a year how to knowledge hack. And then if you want to go back to the blog post about mentorships that I use as the guide for today's conversation, we wrote it all the way back in 2017. So nearly three years ago, like just yesterday, we were writing this and that's how to approach hiring a real estate mentor. So that concludes this episode. Thank you for listening. Best of our listeners. And make sure you check out the other syndication school episodes and free documents we have from the syndication school episodes. Those are on syndicationschool.com. Have a best ever day, and I will talk to you soon. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you looking for a hard money loan, or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? Then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you recognize this company. Well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show. is episode 122, David Campbell. And you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell.